Welcome to Courageous Parenting Podcast, a weekly show to equip parents with biblical truth on raising confident Christian kids in an uncertain world. Hi, I'm Angie from Courageous Mom. And I'm Isaac from Resolute Man. We've been married for 21 years and have seen the fruit from raising our eight kids biblically based on the raw truth found in the Bible. We can no longer let the culture win the hearts of children. Too many children from Christian families are walking away from their faith by age 18. And it doesn't have to be this way. It shouldn't be this way. Join us as we start an important conversation about effective parenting in the following world. Welcome to the podcast, everyone. Hey, guys. We are talking about a sensitive topic today because so many people are asking us about it. Should Christians resist forced vaccinations? Yeah, I am kind of in that that, that spot where so many people for so long, I mean, I'm talking years, <laughs> have asked us to do an episode on this topic of vaccinations. We're specifically talking about the covid forced vaccination yeah. issue that is happening all over right now popping up in different places different employers requiring it different parts of the government requiring it things like that we'll get into that in a little bit but i've always been hesitant yeah. to talk about this because um you know when it comes to all vaccinations what we have done is not necessarily prescriptive for what you should be doing this is a very sensitive topic that requires a lot of research prayer fasting communication with your spouse consideration of the health of your children um all kinds of things so, well i think the reason that we just had to do it is because we're getting messages now yeah. which are different from the previous ones mm -hmm. of my husband's going to lose his job unless he gets vaccinated somewhere With he's worked vaccine. for yeah. 20 years. Right. And so this is a serious thing. This mm -hmm. is beyond vaccinations. This is civil liberties. This is right. medical freedom. This is a big deal. I mean, I, I recently saw a meme that I totally agree with which we thought about masks too when it was getting out of control um, and it was clearly more of a compliance issue and a forceful way of getting people to do what they would do and an experiment if you will to see who would obey or not really um and you know isaac and i even a year ago we we mentioned it on the podcast, you guys. We warned you. We said, today it's masks. Next year it's vaccinations. And then the year we, after that, what will it be? We said things too, like, what do you need to be doing today to prepare for six months from now? What or will be required six months or a year from now? Yeah. Or five years from now. And so we'll get into that more again later in the podcast. But th that definitely is something that like God put on our hearts a while ago, even before all of COVID we have shared that we even got our RV with many purposes in mind. One of them being that it was an emergency vehicle for a large yeah, family. 10 years ago. And that was 10 years ago. There were no signs of this sort of thing happening in the United States at the time. And not everybody can go out and get an RV. I'm just saying there are things that God has impressed upon our hearts over the years. And we have tried to act on them to be as prepared as possible. Because when he impresses those things upon your hearts, you need to listen. You need to listen. And so um, I hope that today is an encouragement to you guys. There are many scriptures that we're going to talk about today. There are many scriptures, but there is no, I just want to tell you right now, yeah. there is no definitive scripture that says, do not take forced vaccinations. Vaccinations weren't even a thing back then. Right. So they weren't talked about. But the yeah. Bible is full of wisdom and we're to discern mm -hmm. and we're to walk smartly right right We're circumspectly right. so and, super important yeah and we are gonna probably go over five or six verses at least um but there are even more and so i want to encourage you both of us want to encourage you guys to really search the word because there is a lot of really relevant scripture that will help you in making your personal decision in your circumstance. And of course, we're going to talk about Romans 13, the misused scripture. We're also going to talk yep. about the love thy neighbor scripture in Matthew. So we'll cover that yep. too. That's also been used as a form of manipulation. Form of manipulation yep. for sure. And we'll talk about all these things. So um, we really appreciate you guys being part of this movement, the One Million mm -hmm. Legacies movement. We're plugging away every week, uh, doing social media, uh, the customer service, building courses to future projects that we're excited to do as soon as we can. And, <laughs> and really, really your donations, you're purchasing yep. courses, courses, sharing on social media, 
All of it says I'm part of the movement and let's impact 1 million families and their legacies. So it's a huge, huge thing. And parenting is the big game changer if you want to help improve the world. It really, really makes a big difference. So mm-hmm. uh, so we're 100% into that. God has called us to that. Now, I, we do want to say that we are not anti-science. We are mm-hmm. pro-science. Mm-hmm. We teach science to our kids. Right. Well, God <laughs> is the God of science. He created it. And it's very interesting when you start studying science and you see how human anatomy, for example, right? And how God designed that he's an intelligent designer, how he designed our bodies. There's just no way that that sort of thing happened upon accident. Okay. And so I love how when you study science and you have a biblical worldview, you're able to make the connections of how it just makes, I'm in more in awe of my creator. We're also pro-government and we're pro-doctor. Wow. Doctor, doctors have saved your life actually. Mm Mm-hmm. Very much so, yeah. So we, you know, we're not anti with a blank slate, any of those things at all, but we need to be wise. It's super important. And you know what? This wasn't something we were going to talk about, but because you you put the two together saying, hey, we're not anti these things. We are pro these things, but you need to be wise. So think about that for a second. We brought this up in um, the podcast we did a few weeks ago on four decisions that you need to be making right now as parents. One of them was community, and I briefly brought up the importance of making sure you have your team. You have the right team set up where you have the doctors that you need in place um, that are going to help you and are going to be like-minded, and that's where it takes wisdom. And so maybe you need to reevaluate who you go to for a doctor, and you need to really start networking and asking people, do they like their doctor? Is their doctor a believer? I actually think that today more than ever you must have a doctor that is a christian if you're a believer Mm -hmm. i I actually think it's a must and that wasn't necessarily the case even like five years ago Mm -hmm. um and i would say that that would be using wisdom to have like-minded brothers and sisters in christ as part of your community team and having people in different industries so Good, yeah. good word. Let's start with Ephesians 5, 15 through 17. Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. That's the goal here. Let's understand what the will of the Lord is. And as you listen to this and you go through it, you should discuss it as a married couple. And what is the will of the Lord for your family? And we're not going to give you a prescriptive, here's exactly what you should do. But we're going to give you a, a good case and in information from a biblical point of view uh, on these things. I think is super yeah. important. And of course, there will be some of our opinion in there as well. And so we will try hard to make clear when we're giving our opinion and when there's a hard like command in scripture, for example. Here's an opinion. Our COVID stance, we've said it many times, COVID's real. Um, it's worse mm-hmm. than the flu. Um, but it's some of the stats seem to have taken out the flu. So I think the flu has been included uh, yeah, in so the it's, numbers. It's hard to so determine that, so, how so much it's hard to really determine, good. but it yeah. looks like there's a 98 to 99% survival rate of the people that get COVID. Um, it depends where believe. you look. So it, a lot of people think it's 99.6%, but I said 98, just in case anybody's arguing with me about yeah. that, but it's Regardless, at least Regardless, 98, I mean, come on. It's, but, anyway, but that's, that's a huge survival it's, it's, rate. It is more than the flu, the normal flu. So we're not talking about just the flu here, but it is something. And people are dying. And if you've lost a loved one, a heart goes out to you and them. It is That's tragic. It's very, very tough um, if that's happened to you. But it doesn't mean, and here's our stance, the full stance. It doesn't mean we should create a greater cost than the actual disease on society with lockdowns, because the suicide rates, right. uh, with destroying businesses, depression, uh, with forcing abuse. vaccinations, yeah. which we're against, uh, and all these things. There's there's so much happening. There are kids that are depressed, that are suicidal. There's more abuse happening in many um, homes and relationship situations because they're losing jobs. They're getting into alcohol. There's so many different things that are happening because uh, these are the consequences of the decisions to do lockdowns, for example. When in reality, lockdowns are not necessarily stopping the spread, they're just delaying it. 
So okay, let's go and prolonging it. Yes. So let's go into uh, Romans 13, one through five. And then we're going to talk quite a bit about this. This is one of the most misused scriptures in our opinion of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was used poorly by the church during uh, the Nazi uh, situation the Nazi the, regime. and atrocities from that and all kinds of situations throughout history. So let every person be subject to the governing authorities for there is no authority except from God. And those that exist have been instituted by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authorities resists what God has appointed. And those who resist will incur judgment. Okay. For rulers are not a terror to good conduct, but to bad Okay. Hold on a second. That's really interesting. So this is actually talking about rulers who are upholding good conduct mm-hmm. and not that they're actually there for judgment and justice over the evil, the lawless, those who are creating bad. But that's actually not what we're seeing, in, especially in American government today and wh- who they're giving favor to, allowing Riots, for example. I'm just going to say it. Riots happening. People are mask-free while they're rioting. And they're looting. And they're throwing fire on businesses. And they're shooting people and hurting people. And the government is not stepping in and helping them. But instead, they are um, instead fining churches for meeting and things like that. That is the opposite of the kind of government that this is actually talking about. Just wanted to point that out. Right on. So what Paul's talking about here is that our testimony is strong when we're obeying the laws. And he's also saying government is instituted by God. We are pro-government. Why is government there? Because government um, was established established by by God and it enacts justice. And why is justice needed? I think this is an important point. Justice is needed in society because evil exists. But if someone's not a spiritual person, they may not believe evil exists, actually. Um, There are even spiritual people who get that wrong and say that evil doesn't exist. But evil exists. Therefore, government's needed uh, to protect people. God instituted it. From evil. And we're to obey the laws. That is being a good citizen, and it's protecting other people and so forth. Now, what's cool is we have the Holy Spirit that convicts us. So we, you know, Christians tend to, who are adhering to the Holy Spirit, perhaps don't need as many laws because they're getting convicted to shift their way as they're walking. Mm -hmm. Um, But anyways, we need to be obedient to the laws up to the point that it causes us to be disobedient to God. Okay. So I just want to bring up, you brought up um, the Nazis. Okay, so Nazi and Hitler are in Germany. Let's go back there for just a second. Yeah. And what would have happened to all the Jewish people if everyone just obeyed them? They would have all been exterminated. Well, that's kind of what happened. The church leaders, the Nazi, the Nazis didn't really use this verse. Who used this verse during was that the- time was the church leaders. Yep. And the church leaders were leading everybody to obey the authorities. Because they're instituted by God. But then there were the few that were like, this can't be right. And they would, you know, hide the Anne Franks and so forth. Totally. And they were the rebels actually going against the wishes of their church leaders. And so you see this today, just in all kinds mm-hmm. of things. Masks. Um, to Not gathering. To not gathering, not meeting. We just Which saw Which is just this. like it's an atrocity in my mind. I get, by the way, churches, churches not, not gathering in the beginning of something called a pandemic to see if it's real and what's going on. Very quickly, you could see kind of what's happening. Churches should have met very quickly again and yep. never stopped meeting. And if your church stopped meeting, you should find a new church for a long period of time, right? If they stopped for a long period yeah, of time. Yeah, we were only closed down for six weeks. Yeah, because we were leading a, right. a, a, a small church at the time. So... It's really, really important to think about that. But passive Christianity is pervasive. It is one that doesn't take action because they believe God is going to take all the action. Well, the problem with that thinking is, yeah, God is sovereign. God is in control. God did institute government. We agree with Scripture. Everything Scripture says we agree with. Mm -hmm. But God also uses his people to take action. Mm -hmm. God also doesn't allow us to just sit by why atrocities happen in the name of Romans 13, 1 through 5. 
See, we're to be obedient to a good government. We're to be obedient to good laws that are in alignment with God, or at least not against his wishes. So as soon as you are asked to do something that's against scripture, like I just even think about the passage in Romans that says, do not neglect the gathering together as some are accustomed to doing. Well, I will, like it's shocking to me that people are still not meeting. Like it's been over a year it's been a year and a half since the original lockdown. Yeah. And so I would say that those people who are still not meeting have now become accustomed to not meeting. I'm just going to say it. You've become accustomed to not meeting if you haven't met since May of 2020. And so have your kids. And yes. And so this is a very important stance. I This is not my opinion. This is God's word. We are not to neglect the gathering together. Yeah. Period. Okay, so to say that doing so is somehow loving your neighbor, it is not loving. Because what is most loving is caring for one another, knowing what's mm -hmm. going on in each other's lives, bearing mm -hmm. one another's burdens, praying over one another, worshiping God together, weeping with one another when they weep, rejoicing with one another when they mm -hmm. rejoice. If you're not walking together and having fellowship and gathering with other people, I guarantee you're not doing that to the level that you're not doing that. Mm -hmm. And so we have to model what Christian living is for our kids. And the reality is, is they're not seeing that today. They mm -hmm. haven't seen it for a long time in a lot of communities. So even if the no churches are meeting where you are, home church should be something you do immediately. And home church can be very simple. Break open right. the word, pray, worship, break bread together. That's it. Okay. It's that simple. Get people together. Just yeah. your family. Can't find anybody? Me as a family until the Spirit prompts others to join you. If it's not, see, this is the thing is that if the government is controlling not gathering today, what do you think it's going to be in a year from now? It's going to be, if you have a Bible, you need to, it needs to be burned and it's going to be confiscated. The reality of what we're talking about is that if we don't at some point do what God's word tells us to do. And we just go along with the government over and over again because we read this one scripture and we don't realize that the things that the government is potentially asking us to. Now, now not every government is, but some governments are asking you to do things that are against God's word, that are against what he would call you to do to be able to be obedient to him. And I would say if you're following people pastors, whether in person or online, you need uh, leaders delete. that are follow, passive, unfollow. that are yes. saying God will just take control, of, care of everything, and we don't need to take action. You should not follow them anymore mm -mm. at all. You should sh shift the churches you're part of and so forth. Because now, civil disobedience episode is really important. I'm just going to plug that real quick because we did one on when you should disobey. When and, is it biblical to disobey the government? Yeah. yeah. So you should read that. And we talk about, we'll just cover this real quick. We talk about the four governments at length in there in lots of situations How and God stories. God instituted all four But of there's the, the self-government, the family government, civil government, church government. And mm -hmm. government can't usurp you as a parent. Meaning that if you, God gave you the jurisdiction of parent over your children, there should be nobody else. Overstepping this, that. Overstepping yeah. that. Okay, so you are in control. Now, it might mean you need to pull your kids out of school the way schools are going today. That could be. It could mean some of those things. Also, the government can't make you do actions against what God would have you do. So that's really important. So let's dive into vaccinations real quick. Just vaccinations in general. We just believe it should be your choice. Mm -hmm. Medical freedom is really important. And once you stop having that, all kinds of other things are coming usually. Now, vaccinations if they were derived from uh, aborted uh, fetal material absolutely not completely unbiblical right and not all of the covid vaccines are by the way and we'll talk about that um but vaccinations in general they have har a lot of them have harmful agents in them and we should be really considering whether we should do that mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. so um now let's go into forced vaccinations with covid so the situation that we wanted to talk about briefly is based upon a lot of messages we've been getting from people, posts we see online, um, where people are sharing that they're being, either they are being forced or their spouse is being forced to potentially get vaccinated or they will lose their employment. 
Um, what is really disheartening is when you hear of, you know, 25 years of being a firefighter or 20 years being a police officer or um, nurses who they were actually known as the heroes during the pandemic are now being forced to vaccinate in certain states, certain places around the country um, in order to keep their job or they're going to be fired. So total, this is completely uncalled for in my mind. This is government taking this massive government overreach would be the best way to describe that. Um, and I'm really sorry for you. We are mm. praying for you guys in making decisions. We are not going to actually have a pre prescriptive answer for what you should be specifically doing if you're in this situation, because we actually think that there's a different journey that God has for every person on this. However, before we share this next scripture, I do want to just put this plug out there to you that even a year ago, year more than a year ago, we were warning people that this was potentially going to be coming and that you should start looking for side hustles that you could begin, right? Um, supplemental income or be praying about if God would have you step out in an entrepreneurial way and start your own business in the industry that you are most um you know, experienced in. Now, obviously, police and firefighter, you're not really in that situation where you can do that. Um, but if you have not yet looked into what you could be doing, you need to look now because last year was masks, this year's it's vaccinations, next year it could be something else. And the reality is, is we need to be as prepared and be as wise as serpents and gentle as doves. I just told our kids this morning in devotions and our family meeting, it's not just about the Bible. We also talk about all kinds of things in our family meeting. Something I've never told them before, um, which is I believe you all should be not thinking towards becoming an employee of a company. You should all be thinking towards what can you create, build, and do in entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. Because if right now we're facing forced vaccinations starting to happen around the world, what's going to happen three years from now or 10 years from now that's more controlling? And so I think we need to be preparing our kids for a more entrepreneurial path. You can disagree with me. And not everybody's wired to be entrepreneurs, frankly. But the way technology is today, even the people that aren't as wired to be entrepreneurs, they can get people around them. They can use technology in certain ways that mm -hmm. can still make it work. Yeah. So, you know, that is definitely one option for people who are emailing us going, what do we do if you feel a strong conviction about not getting vaccinated, then you need to be looking into and actively beginning some other form of income. It's hard. Change is hard, but sometimes it's what God wants and mm -hmm. it's hard to see it at the moment. And then years down the road, you're so glad you made the change, but that's uh, something yeah. you have to decide. So let's talk about forced vaccinations. First of all, this scripture is so important. Um, first, uh, sorry, first Corinthians six, 19 through 20, or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy spirit within you, whom you have from God, you are not your own for you were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. Mm -hmm. So we're to take care of the Holy Temple because the Holy Spirit's in us and it makes us the temple. And so we're to take care of our bodies that God gave us. So yeah. we are to be careful what we put in our bodies. Mm -hmm. If something is chemical-based that could potentially cause havoc in your body and prevent your body from doing what God wanted to do with it, that would be a problem. So, you know, what you just said about if it prevents your body from doing something God intended your body to do, there would be a problem with that. That has actually been why we never used birth control. So aside from vaccinations, that's why we never used birth control, like hormonal pills, chemical derived synthetic things, because it can potentially cause other issues. If you look at any box, there's a whole list of side effects of all the things that you can experience. And in trying it, when we were very first married, 
I experienced three within the very first week of ever even being on them. And so I thought, oh, well, if I'm having abnormal bleeding, migraines and this, what's to stop me from having ovarian cancer or endometriosis? And if you look around at the population today, the rates of endometriosis are up skyrocketed. Women have all kinds of issues with miscarriages and like there's just so it's definitely up from where it used to be before people were using it. Now on the, the form of vaccinations, The reality that we do see right now is that the pharmaceutical companies are not admitting that the COVID vaccination is impacting fertility. Yeah. But yes, remember what Revelations 12, 11 says, there are three ways that we overcome the devil by the blood of the lamb, the word of our testimonies, and that we did not love our lives to death. The word of the testimonies, I would say that is one aspect where social media comes in, where people can share their testimonies of what they're experiencing. And the reality is, is a lot of people are having issues with their fertility, Mm. with their cycles, women for sure. Um, There's a lot of even doctors out there that have come out and said this could affect teenage boys' fertility. And anyways, so the point is, is if you, when it comes to this forced COVID vaccination and the fact that God calls us to recognize that our bodies are a holy temple, if putting something in your body affects your body or prevents your body from doing what God intended it to do, which was to procreate. That is one of the many purposes for the creation of humankind was to procreate. Mm -hmm. If this vaccination prevents that from happening, then we should have an issue with it. That should be a huge red flag. Steve and I realized that we were getting too comfortable with the world's vision of how to raise our children. What Angie and Isaac have done in creating this is literally phenomenal. This program provided awesome scripture-based teachings and just some really great practical applications. This class has just really rocked my world. It has given me a vision for not just the different things that we might focus on as parents who are trying to raise our kids biblically, like how our kids are behaving or what we're doing with discipline, but also the things of the heart. We now have a game plan to how we want to raise our children. We have so many answers to the questions that have been in our mind. It's not just these hypothetical situations or it's not just this, here's what I think you should do. It's let me show you where in scripture this is. Do your legacy a favor and yourself a favor and just do it. One of the best things that we've done this year, one of the best investments we've made this year, and I could not recommend it more. We're no longer fearing dark days ahead, but we're so excited to raise lights to be leaders for the next generation. Well, let's just take a segue and talk about the COVID vaccinations a little bit. Uh, doing research, I had my Google open, um, not DuckDuckGo. I first wanted to see what Google would show me about mm-hmm. all of this stuff. And I went for a long time just reading things and really had a hard time finding anything at all negative. There were some articles that talk, is this, does this cause f- um, fertility issues? And then the article was all pro-vaccine and no, it doesn't at all and all these things, right? So that was what Google would show me is all these positive things and different searches that I was doing. Then I pulled up DuckDuckGo and uh, it would actually show me things Google would not show me that were very revealing. Obviously, Google thinks it's fake news. Um, the former executive of Pfizer, who believes it could cause fertility issues. I can't <laughs> believe they're rushing these vaccines. Is this what is he said. Super dangerous, right? So, and others that who have very Who was this again? The credible, former CEO? He's No, former executive of Pfizer. Uh, but he's been completely muzzled. You have, you'd have to go to DuckDuckGo to find this guy and any information on him. I'm not hanging anything on one guy like this guy. I don't know him. I don't even know if he's right. But what I do know is that the whole truth is being censored for sure. Mm-hmm. And anytime there's this massive effort, especially today when we've seen the massive manipulation of everything mm-hmm. and the rushing vaccines. Now, let's talk about mRNA versus the other traditional um, methods to get a vaccine that are the COVID vaccines. So there's like four vaccines, right? There's, uh, there's the uh, Pfizer and Moderna. Those are the MRNA. MRNA are synthetic vaccines. They don't, as far as what I read, they don't come from fetal, uh, aborted fetal material at all. They're synthetic. Okay. So they created spike proteins that, um, and I'm not an expert at this. It's just doing some reading. But basically, it, it sounds like when you just read all the Google stories about this, 
down and hit the next on the next page and the next page and the next page. When you read mm-hmm. these, you know, I'm like, man, this sounds like the greatest thing that's ever been invented. This is amazing. And this is going to be to solve all kinds of diseases and everything because you can, you can, you can, you can code it to the next variation um, and give people boosters. And wow, this really gets the body fighting against the specific thing. And this sounds, this sounds beautiful, right? This is how Google is making me feel with all the articles. And then I do DuckDuckGo and I'm like, oh, this sounds, this is crazy, right? This is dangerous. This is dangerous. So what do you believe? Don't know what you believe. Believe what the Bible says and you discern and you listen to the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. and you're wise. And if the government is rushing something for some, for vaccinations when there's a 98 to 99% survival rate and natural immunities work pretty good. And when the vaccinated people are actually the ones getting COVID right now, which we all know is true, there are people who have been vaccinated, who currently have COVID, who've been getting COVID. So that to me tells me, why would a government be pushing a vaccination if the people who are getting vaccinated are getting the disease? So now that's the new thing, right? You're seeing story after story. Israel had to admit this, and I think in the UK too, starting to see it in the States, which is people with the vaccine are getting the new Delta variant and are more likely to get it, it appears, okay? It appears. It appears. Thank you. Yes. You know, I'm not saying anything definitively. How could I? How could you? How could they? This hasn't been around very long. We don't know. Nobody actually knows. In fact, how could they be pushing a vaccination that hasn't been around or tested? Hmm. Because they're experimenting on us. So that's the other aspect of it is that this is an experimental vaccination It has not been approved by the FDA. The only reason why it's been allowed is because it's been in a state of emergency. In fact, the mRNA has been, you said they've been testing this particular type of vaccination for over 40 years. Well, they've been, it's a 40 year project. I don't know how long they've been testing it, but they've been working on it for 40 years. And finally, when there's this emergency, all of a sudden it gets approved. Well, why wasn't it approved before this emergency? Because there's some questions about it, obviously, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, what the, what are the effects going to be? And this Pfizer guy is saying, yeah, you shouldn't just launch this thing. And so, former Pfizer guy. And what is what are the results of the tests that they did do on it over the last 40 years? Like, why are they not releasing those to the public? Because potentially they could be scared. They could scare the public. So we're for medical freedom. Nothing should be forced. But you know what? You said the FDA, and because people will be listening to this way into the future. Some of you are going to be listening to this when it is FDA approved and it potentially still isn't good. Maybe it isn't, does end up being good, but the, what it's looking like so far doesn't look like it's good. Right. And, but when it's FDA approved, now they, there's, the law is on their side uh, potentially to, or more on their side to force it. Uh, for example, if you're in the military, to force all military personnel, which they're already trying to do right now, uh, to take the vaccine, to force you know these things. So it's a big deal. Like literally right now, applicants on Indeed or job app, app um, job posting, sorry, on Indeed are in- increasingly saying you must be vaccinated to apply for this job, to have this job, right? So this is completely it's a form changing. Of discrimination. Right now, in New York City, right? It's you can't go to gyms, restaurants, really anything unless you're vaccinated and you have to have proof of vaccination. So what is happening here with such a big survival rate and rushing these things? And the question we keep getting in is, should we take the vaccination because it's jeopardizing how we provide for our family? And now, how we're going to be doing life. That's a The reality is, t- is there's even like, I, I saw a tweet from a, the representative of Oregon that said, we are going to force vaccinations in order for people to dine in, to go to school, to go to work, blah, 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 blah. And it, like, I'm literally looking at this going, oh, here we go. Now, I do want to clarify something about the other non-mRNA COVID vaccinations, which they are saying they don't have any aborted fetal tissue in them and it's kind of a gray area it appears to me because they they had aborted fetal material from decades ago and they created cell lines they call them from that material and they're saying that there is no fetal tissue in the current cell lines that created the covid vaccination understand how vaccinations work they require a living cell to be attached to so there is just in there is 
differing opinions. I'm going to say opinions because it's based upon what you do. And you really need to do your research on every single vaccination, actually, because there are a few out there that do have aborted fetal tissue. Like I even know the MMR, the chickenpox vaccination. There are vaccinations that have there in my mind it's not just an ethical like people will oftentimes say oh it's so unethical to take that specific vaccination because it has aborted fetal tissue in it and you you, then you're putting something in your body or in your child's body that's actually of another human dna which has its own ramifications as well biblically as well as physically Uh, there this is such a huge issue my point is if anything that we've been saying in the last five to 10 minutes, you are like, I had no idea about this. You must start doing your research. You need to become educated. You need to have an argument to be able to stand up for what you believe in. You need to come up with what your conviction is, which is going to require you to do some work. Romans 12, one through two says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing, you need to test things. You may discern what is the will of God, what is the good and acceptable and perfect. And we, you guys, this is what we do. This is our process. We go to scripture. We rely on God and the Holy Spirit to recall scriptures to to our minds when we're trying to make decisions. We challenge one another with those scriptures. We do research on the actual issue and we think on it. We pray on it. We don't just go along. I'll be honest with you. Because of this warning in Romans chapter 12, do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, I am always hesitant and skeptical when there are large flocks of people going in one direction that is either being forced by someone like the government or manipulated manipulated or because, because the Bible says do not be conformed to the pattern of this world. So what is the pattern of the world right now? Is to fear death, which we're not to fear death. We're not to fear death. And to take a, a vaccine that's not proven with something that has a 98 to 90%, 99% survival rate. Now, okay, six months ago, there was all kinds of things that were coming out about shedding. People who were getting vaccinated were shedding, and it was affecting cycles, affecting other people, potentially getting them sick. Um there, that's a whole nother topic that I'm just, we're not going to go into it, but you need to do your research on that as well, because there is going to be an element where as Christians, as people, you need to discern what is safest for your children, what is best for your children, not just in regards to vaccination, but to being around people who are vaccinated. And look, and look who's involved and really behind this stuff. And, you know, Bill Gates is not the best guy i mean he's all for the depopulation of the world in order to have climate control so if he's for depopulating the world aka killing off people okay and making it maybe less gruesome than murder but if he's for depopulation should we trust him should we trust any kind of product that he funds or puts out there really yeah now some of you might go have the question hey isaac I noticed you're pro-Trump, and Trump actually did a lot of work warp to speed get this. to get yeah. the vaccines out here, and he's pro-vaccine. And I would say, yeah, I disagree with Trump on that. I, you know, we always have. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but I don't agree with anybody with everything. No, they're human beings. So, um, but you know, we definitely this is it takes wisdom. You got to have wisdom. Let's talk about the love your neighbor argument. So that is all over scripture. I chose to use the Matthew 22, 36 through 40 version of it. Uh, Teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? And he said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. And a second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Okay, Mm -hmm. good. It's pretty important to love your neighbor. And neighbor being... Other people, mm-hmm. people not necessarily in your church, them for sure, but people outside of your church, outside of your community, love your neighbor, mm-hmm. which is any other person. 
Mm-hmm. So the person walking beside you in the grocery store, the cash register person, um, people in the gas station that you're sitting next to in church. Because that is the testimony mm-hmm. of God. We're even to love our enemies, right? That yep. puts heaping coals on their shoulders, the Bible says. So it's, you know, it proclaims that there's something different about you that enables you to love people mm-hmm. regardless. And so we're to love our neighbor because that glorifies God and more people come to know him because of that. But we should not use love your neighbor as a manipulation tool to do something that doesn't line up with wisdom. Or with God's word. Right. So that potentially could be hurting the holy temple. That when there isn't, you have to look at the cost versus the reward of things too. It's like, okay, they can't, they, they rushed this. Um, we're not seeing great results from it so far. They're it, coming out with multiple boosters. It's a new technology. They actually mm-hmm. call it a technology, the mRNA versions, the Pfizer and Moderna. It's a new technology that they can code to fight all kinds of things. But I wonder, can it be coded for augmented humans in the future? Like I've even seen some stuff like that. I don't know for sure, but can, can we... Can we use it to make perfect humans, stronger humans in the future? I don't know. All right. And the fact that there's already discrimination beginning, meaning you can't apply for this job unless you've been vaccinated, that is discrimination. It's a form of racism, actually, if you think about it. Um, there could potentially in the future be the people who are vaccinated and those who are unvaccinated. And there is going to be such division. There's already division, even within our country. But there could be such a division that it's like they're vaccinated people don't want to be around unvaccinated people or whatever. And we need to realize that that is not loving. To impose upon somebody else and force them to have to do something is not loving actually so while you have all these people who are saying oh it's not loving that you're not getting vaccinated you could potentially get my kids sick is it loving to peer pressure somebody and force them to to put something in their body that could potentially prevent them from fertility or could make them sick or whatnot doesn't even matter is, is it okay, is it loving your neighbor to force that neighbor to do anything? Think about anything. No, that is not loving. That's not how we want to be treating one another. Not at all. So think about this too. What is the overall thing? This is opinion. What is the overall, all this stuff happening? The enemy is doing his will in so many areas of the world right now, beyond the vaccination stuff, right? So we all see this. Yeah. And he, the enemy is about destruction, and he's clever and he's destroying. And people that are not of God uh, are easily swayed by the enemy. And unfortunately, some people that are not walking strong with God can be easily swayed too. And so what you see is, how can I destroy the next generation? How can I destroy the world? How can I isolate these people? How can I make them the ones that are like the lepers, really? Like if you think about it in biblical days, the lepers were cast away from society and they were not to be, the people were not to go near them because they thought it was so contagious. And I could potentially see that happening in the future at some point. Why? Because the devil wants to isolate people and he wants people to conform to his ways. And he has a, and he has a long game. And so one of the things is submission, the word submission, getting everybody to submit to one thing, then it's easier to get them to submit to the next thing. And it's easier to get them to submit to the next thing. So if we can just get everybody vaccinated, even if the vaccine isn't working really well right now, we can now, we have them because they already did that. So now they're going to take our booster and they're going to take the next booster and then they're going to take the next one and the next one and the next one. Now, if it's required to do, to make your living, to go the places you want to go, to be vaccinated. And that no longer qualifies that vaccination passport no longer qualifies unless you have the next booster shot. You are now controlled to put in your body, whatever they want to put in your body in the future to continue in the freedoms that you have enjoyed. And if you've already sacrificed your freedom in the beginning, it's easier just to keep on getting along to go along, go along to get along. I really think that this plays into that Romans 12, 11 verse. We talked about this so much a year ago where it says, and they love their lives 
to death. To death. And we have to be willing to see this connection. Isaac said, today it's vaccinations. Yeah, guess what? A year ago, guys, we were saying, today it's masks. Like, at what point do, do good people who all agree that it's not okay to force people to put something in their body or, or f- f- enforce these kinds of things, at what point do we stand up? Not when churches are misusing Romans 13 and saying not to. Instead, we need to recognize that all of Scripture is recollection, story after story of God rising up his people to protect those who can't protect themselves. God choosing men and women for such a time as this, right? And I have to say, yeah, it's going to sac- it's going to cost you. And it, it is, it's going to yeah. cost us. But if we don't start standing up for these liberties, Isaac, you said this today, today it might be vaccinations, but what other civil liberties are they going to try to take? I mean, obviously we know that the president is going after the second amendment that's been on the docket. And the reality is, is as soon as that's gone, all other freedoms are gone. Right. France just lost the, the, the right to, the right to homeschool, you know, in we, 2024 and 25, at least. Right. Yeah. Right. So Psalm 118, I'm going to read this, but I want you to think about it. if you're facing persecution, if you don't vaccinate, losing your job, not being able to go to restaurants, gyms, if you're in New York City or some other place in the world, uh, these kinds of things, then I want you to be thinking about this while I read this. Out of my distress, I called on the Lord. Well, there's a good tip. Out so of my call, distress, yep, I called call on, the, on the, Lord. the Lord. The Lord answered me and set me free. Hmm. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear. What can man do to me? The Lord is on my side as my helper. I shall look in triumph on those who hate me. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in man. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in princes, the leaders of the land. So I hope that speaks to you. Do you trust God? Do you trust God to provide? And if the reason you lose your job is because you won't vaccinate. Don't you think God is going to honor that? He's going to protect you. He's going to provide just as he always provided before and before. I think that we have to get to a place where we go. Enough is enough. These leaders are not following God. If we believe what God's word talks about in end times, then we know that the days are going to be evil. We know that rulers, there are rulers of the darkness of this age as it says very clearly in ephesians 6 in the armor of god passage rulers of the darkness of this age guys we do not have to submit to the rulers of the darkness of this age we do not have to submit to people who are anti-christ there are many people who are anti-christ instead we need to gather our community of people we need to pray we need to be humble. We need to have teachable hearts. Mm-hmm. We need to work together. We need to maybe, maybe, just maybe, you and one of your neighbors or maybe one of the people in your church community is in a similar situation to you. And maybe they would be willing to start something and they have different giftings that you don't have and you have different giftings that they don't have and you could work together and provide for both of your families. Remember, oppression only happens when too many people embrace passivity for the sake of comfort. And I recently posted, don't sacrifice your convictions for the sake of your compensation. That got a lot of people sharing their stories on there, which really spurred me to, and and Angie got a lot too, to want to talk about this topic. It is so important. And you know what? Uh, Gab Social, it's a social media that's kind of uh, more underground. Uh, We're on it, but we're not posting there. But I get their emails from the CEO, and he said, we're creating a PayPal um, equivalent. And there's going to be a need for a new economy, more of an yeah. underground economy for the Christians to get kicked out of the regular economy. I thought that was interesting. And I'm like, wow, is this really happening? That's wild. That, you know, like where we use PayPal, yeah. right? We use all these services. Is there going to be? So on one hand, maybe there's opportunity now for building businesses, building services that are inclusive. It's interesting as conservatives using the word inclusive because liberals are being exclusive. Right. 
It's very interesting. And being able to provide the services with kindness. I think one of the things that I've noticed the most is in the cities that we've traveled to recently that are the most liberal. They're the most unkind people, actually. And so it's it's sad, but we get to be a light as we are loving people as we would want to be loved and shining that joy not allowing the ways of the world to get us down. Guys, we have to choose joy, even in the midst of all these pressures, um, because our lives aren't about us. They're about the gospel. They're about sharing the good news of what Jesus Christ can do in someone's life to transform them. We need to be praying for all the leaders. We need to pray for repentance. We need to pray for conviction. We need to pray that the Holy Spirit gets a hold of their hearts and that they change and hey if this fall lockdowns happen where you live resist i'm just quoting Rand paul our senator resist resist lockdowns it's foolishness Mm -hmm. it is destroying people's lives livelihood and families and way of living it is not okay for a 98 to 99 percent survival rate resist wearing masks your compliance is part of the problem Mm mm-hmm So you guys, we want a different world for our children, but it starts with us. And we have to remember that what we do today is going to teach them how to be brave. What we do today is going to teach them how to stand up for truth and how to provide. And we need to include them in this process and give them vision and give them purpose because God created them for their generation for such a time as this. And please share this because it's likely to get censored. Let's get it out there. Thank you. See you next time. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode. For more resources, go to Courageous Parenting and CourageousMom.com for free online workshops, blog posts, and best-selling courses. Also, we wanted to quickly tell you about our six-week online parenting mentor program. Isaac and I created a powerful biblical curriculum. Here's how it works. Each week, we release a video with a downloadable parenting packet to make it easy for you to incorporate those teachings directly into your parenting. This is an incredible self-paced program where we cover everything from obedience training to overcoming mistakes most Christians are making. But more than that, it's a supportive community. You'll have access to our private online group, live webcasts, and the Courageous Parenting text message line where Angie and I can send you weekly encouragements straight to your phone. If you're interested in joining our next online parenting mentor program, secure your spot now at CourageousParenting.com. That's CourageousParenting.com.